and got these little fucking cans of Tamiya because they were pocket-sized, as in you could just fucking walk out of them. And I remember not knowing anything about paint. The one that was closest to us, like, they didn't even have a fence before, like, and then they put the free pong in at the top of the top of the hill. You're saying there was nowhere to get paint, as in proper paint mm. of any sort by me. And then, and then I remember my mate went up to London, went to Kingsley and got Belton was the first paint that would be used. Welcome to episode 25 of Toy Division. This one is with a writer from the UK talking about his early experiences. Please check us out on Instagram, toydivision underscore podcast. Give a five-star review in iTunes. Subscribe, share with your mates. I am trying to make some moves to get more episodes coming out a week, but I don't know if it's going to be possible um, because I'm a busy person. But anyway... Let's work out a way and please enjoy. Let's jump straight in. Welcome to Toy Division. Good evening to you and good morning to me. So here it's half past six in the morning. And for you, it's about 9.30 at night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark now. Summer's gone. (laughs) The English summer. Was it quite a good summer this time? Uh, yeah, we had a good like 10 days of sunshine, I think. And then, um, yeah, it's just <laughs> fucked it down every day since, pretty much. Um, it's been on and off today. It's just literally started a minute ago as I was coming outside into the studio, dragging my Mac under my arm, trying to run in, thinking I was going to get wet. But no, it's, uh, it's stopped again. So, yeah, it's all right. Been all right. How English of us. On the other side of the world, how's the weather? Yes, it's not too bad. It's okay. It's been worse. We've had a glorious 10 days. And I kind of what, went, what we did? scoffed and went, 10 days, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately we don't get, we did have some beaming heat. It was like nearly 40 odd degrees. It was 38, I think it was, about Jeez. two weeks ago. And that was, that was beaming. So, but typically English is uh, to just whinge about the weather all year when it rains. Then the sun comes out and it's too fucking hot and you can't wait for it to go away again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. I was supervising a student through work and she was from mainland China and she asked me, is it true in England that the sun never comes out? And <laughs> I kind of went, oh, t- uh, and then thought, well, actually, that is probably quite accurate for most of the year. <laughs> you've been up north, right? <laughs> well, you know, you've, she's, probably, she's probably had a friend who came on holiday to England in the inverted commas summer. And then they went back to China and like, just fucking pissed it down with rain. It's really grey the whole time. The sun never came out. And they're like, all oh, right, well, that's why it's so green. Anyway, so enough about the weather. So thanks very much for doing this. Um, I, I have started asking people just in general, have you been listening to any of the other episodes? Because some people have, some people haven't. Or is this completely fresh for you? No, I have. I have indeed. Um and then working out who each one was as it happens. Uh, cer- certainly one uh, that I listened to the other day was, uh, uh, yeah, I, I suppose I can't really say, obviously. No, well, I'll um, leave it out yeah. because that's what I'm actually finding the most interesting. There's a lot of people making guesses and then someone else is telling them who's on which episode and then they're, oh, it's blah, 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 it's blah, blah. and I'm like, Nah, Mike, where did you hear that? Oh, Mike told me. I'm like, oh, weird. A little gossipy rumour mill is starting all around this podcast. So, yeah. 
Uh, I think I think the, the one was a giveaway because uh, I bumped into him the other day and um, I asked him, was it him? And he said yes. So well, that solved that problem. <laughs> but I was like, it's got to be who I think it is. And I was like, voice sounds right. Stories sound right. Everything else sounds right. And then, yeah, it was him. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, there we go. Because I was at a, I say legal, tolerated spot here in Sydney. The other day I was waiting for a mate to finish work and we're just going to, just bust out some quick chromes just you know that evening just before it gets dark you think yeah let's just knock out a few chromes i feel like i'm still active i'm still doing something and a dude walked past and just started talking to me he's like are you the guy that does the toy division podcast i was like yeah i am actually he's like oh wow i've listened to all the episodes i was like oh a little bit of mini fame oh wow someone (laughs) knows who i am um okay uh, okay, so let's dive into this question. So, in the area you lived, who was the most prolific graffiti writer, or maybe it was a street artist, when you first started? Yeah, there definitely wasn't any street art when I started. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, maybe there was, but no, no, there wasn't. Uh, so, in my area, probably uh, Dest was the was the number one sort of writer at Destin, I guess it would be his protege Jabs and the rest of their crew, maybe Hooks as well. Um, yeah, dudes that fully like, especially Hooks really like blew my mind with with what graffiti was. I didn't really have a clue. Just went skating and it's just everywhere, literally everywhere. And I was like, all right, so this is, this is cool. I want to try this. And yeah, those those guys like they had everything unlocked. And I mean, they had spots that you go to skate was like chilled, like old factories. I say factories, big old warehouse. I'm pretty sure you definitely had stuff in there. Ah, uh, okay. I won't say the location, but I'm already realizing where that was. So yes, okay. I never realized that you were from the similar area. So that's. So I didn't know, I, I, out of all the people from my area, um, yeah. yourself and two others who I only found out, I think from you, it was them that actually wrote that. And I was like, fuck, I didn't, they, I obviously I knew them, but I'd never met you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've seen you up everywhere and, and your sort of partner in crime. Yeah, that <laughs> little spot, I, I think that was one of the first places that I actually painted with cans and did like filled in. Yeah, I'm going to say the word peace, but it most definitely fucking wasn't. Um, but he, there was like there was a room that had no windows. I don't even know what it was. It was like I want to say like a giant chiller, but it wasn't. It had these massive metal doors that like clicked open and shut like a walk-in chiller, except it was about 500 foot square. It was massive, and it just had white smooth walls, like like kind of like plasticky walls. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, no one's painted in here. Like, obviously, it's dark, but when the doors are open, wide open, you can it's lit. So it, it, it caused enough of an arc of, of light. And um, I remember going in there, and my mate was painting in the room up, or a room sort of directly above me, I guess. And uh, the wind blew, and the door, like, oh, bolted shut. Yeah, it kind of clicked. So like a like a like a walk-in fridge, walk-in um, you know, like you get in restaurants and that. And it, it shut behind me, and I was stuck in the fucking dark in this room. I don't know. There was no phone, no mobile phones, no like fucking you know, 
find my phone. Where are you? I was just in there going, shit, I'm in a warehouse, like an abandoned warehouse. My mate's painting like a floor above. There's nobody else here. I'm stuck in this pitch black bloody room. And as, um, as you were describing it, I was, I've got a flick. I think of a piece I did on the right next to the fucking door. And as you were describing it, I was thinking, yeah, that's the bit I didn't used to go into because I was shit scared. Because I used to quite often go there on my own. And I was <laughs> shit scared because I worked in a, a Tesco's actually, and someone had thought it was funny one day to just slam the chiller door behind me. And I was in that chiller for like 20 seconds. And okay, it was fucking cold, but I freaked out because I was like trapped. <laughs> and I always thought yeah. that bit you're talking about painting, exactly what you're saying. Imagine that, I've gone there on my own, the door shuts and then I'm stuck in there for three or four days in the dark. Yes, yeah, it was mental, like it, it just, I guess it didn't really like I'd been there to skate a few times and obviously everything the first time I went there there was a few pieces and I, like, each time that I went there was more stuff and then that room just always had nothing in it and so I went with my mate we're like oh we can paint and he was like oh, I'm gonna paint upstairs and I think he went over I don't even know who he went over but he, he painted well you know he painted like little windows were smashed upstairs in this big room but he painted like quite a big piece but like all round the fitted it around the windows and I was like, no, I want to paint like a nice flat, smooth wall. And, and fuck, I'd give anything to paint that room now. It's this beautiful, smooth, white, plastic room. But I just walked in and I just remember the arc of life. You stood in there for a few minutes and just like closed your eyes and you walked in and opened them to let your eyes get adjusted. And it was wicked. And, and I was thought, oh, this would be really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what. I just remember it like, I don't even know how the wind blew it shut like there wasn't really any wind flow in there it just it just shut I had the only things in there and then I was just in the darkness and I was like fuck how do I get out I sort of ran in the direction of what the room of where I, I wasn't I was like I was directly in front of the doors but on the other, the other side of the room and yeah I just was like kicking the door and because uh, there was like bits there was like some broken bits of it obviously I guess what locks or I don't even know what it said it was like holes of light coming in so it wasn't like completely pitch black but it was just enough to be like yeah i'm stuck in a room this is shit <laughs> fucking hell that's just i fucking hate the idea of being trapped in somewhere i mean i know just in the dark anyway <clears throat> that's my private nightmares just out of interest do you have many flicks then from that warehouse did were you ever taking photos in there i have nothing i've got i i've got no flicks of anything before uh, maybe 2004. So you I don't have any of anything in my life. Like I, 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 I remember I got given a digital camera uh, by my dad in I don't know maybe '99. Like one of the first digital cameras. Well, I don't know if it was first digital cameras, but it was like. I got given a, a, like it was wicked to have a digital camera. I think it was like one fucking megapixel or something or like, like yeah, I thought it was amazing at the time um, and it took really really pixelated and at the time you're like wow yeah you can look at the photo like through the back of the camera yeah and like look premium at them now and camera, yeah. yeah and they're so pixelated I think I actually found a memory card from my first digital camera the other day well not the other day fucking a fair right. while ago but the problem is it's like there's nothing to read it if you know what yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah, there's I mean, nothing. I take it to all the photo stores I can find, and they're like, "That's too old. We've got nothing to put that into." And I just keep thinking, 
I bet there's some fucking magic flicks on here. <laughs> That's the thing, yeah, you're like, I mean, I, I don't even know what you'd... I've got some, I think I've got some flicks on a floppy disk somewhere. And, um, I mean, God <laughs> knows what else is on said floppy disk, but... <laughs> yeah. Like... That was one of my I, I, that was one of my side hustles at school. I realised you could download porn as images, and then I just used to put on and no pun intended three and a half inch floppies, and then <laughs> I used to then take it into school and sell it to the kids. Now the fuck thing is, if these days if I'd been caught with that, God knows what would be on there. I'd be on the fucking probably on the sex offenders register at like fourteen years old or something. But that's that's a whole other story. Yeah, that sounds about right, man. Fucking hell, yeah. Maths homework written on the outside of it or something. And it, it would store enough to hold, like, three pictures. And you'd be like, wow, balling. And, yeah, again, potato camera pixelated set of tits. So, like, great. This is this is just what I needed to see today. So, just to recap then. So, some of the names that you mentioned. And, you know, for me, they were big, big influences for me as well. So, Desta jabs i assume people like wrench um who else would have been basically the uh tzc isn't it twilight zone crew so like yeah and uh tzc war and i guess drs which was like there was quite a bit of that up about but that was like deaths before that, I don't know what damage reigns supreme. They kind of had like and TFH as well. Like TFH were quite big. Like, I used to like uh, uh, I go like too fucking high. I remember seeing too that fucking list. high. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Scholar and Chang. That was more like I think Chang had a few bits. He was further up towards London, but like um, Scholar for sure had some really sick spots. I used to go ride my bike in the woods like further over from 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 my town like a few towns over yeah and um uh yeah there used to be like some tracks there that went on a london line but that was like the electric london line rather than the the diesel line it was a 38 line was that the chang and scholar on the back of some warehouses that were like chrome and black i remember seeing those and me and my mate was yeah. just like what the fuck are they doing here yeah, yeah, that's the ones, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. But Sco- Scola had quite a few bits up and about. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so I, don't, I, I don't know where those guys were from. Obviously, I've seen plenty of bits from them. Seen, oh, actually, no, not Scola. I don't think it's, just, I don't know if you know Scola's still writing. Or maybe he's writing something different. So. I've seen yeah, yeah, yeah. Tang's definitely, he's got, I think he's got quite an active, uh, well... Be cool, go. Yeah, he's got active Instagram. He, he seems to post stuff on that, or at least he had done the last time I've seen it. So, yeah, and I've seen some bits from him recently ish. So, yeah, but those guys, yeah, like, like, yeah, so TFH, I think, um, I'm pretty sure Jabs was in TFH and uh, yeah, Dove, and there was someone in TFH, uh, K, KO, I think. Oh, yeah, Catch and KO, wasn't it? With yeah. and like, um. Yeah, they had, uh, I think quite a lot of those dudes, are they in LWI now, or is that still a crew? I'm not sure. Live, yeah, live, those... live, that stands for Live Wires, I think. Live Wires, that's right, yeah. Those and guys. talking so they... about Jabs, for me, or Jabber, Jabs was the first person me and my partner in multiple crimes noticed. She was just fucking everywhere. Like, it was like clean track sides, boom, a massive 
chrome black and like i don't know if you remember the and this is where the listeners are like what the fuck this is very specific but there was that i can't remember where the big massive graveyard is on the line up to london i won't say the place <laughs> but there was a yeah, jab yeah the box right in, before the station holy fuck and it was like 15 yeah, colors 15 colors, yeah, 15 yeah, colors. I've, mind, I've got a flick of that because i used to just go on like disposable camera photo taking missions and mm. i remember just going past that so many times and just being like what the fuck and i actually looked at it the other day and it's still fucking blazing I've not seen a flick. I can I can picture it in my head, but I, again, like I've got, I didn't really take photos of anything back then because everything stayed. Like nothing got gone over. Yeah. Especially not in our area. Like, so I guess you just thought it was always going to be there. And like the same with, I was saying before, like not having flicks. Like I, I, I put I put everything I took like four by sixes, just got lost. Um, I've got a few four by six. I've got like a shoebox of like a few things just of my life in general but then everything else like didn't i didn't really take that many photos and then yeah at uni i thought it'd be a great idea to like get that was it limewire or kazar and download music like every other idiot did and um it just fucked my laptop like just don't know what happened it busted it like you just froze and everything just got locked and um yeah i just lost everything i lost every photo of everything full stop like everything in my life like and um so yeah i've got no photos of of, of anything of, of like, any time pre like pretty much leaving uni i think um so yeah no photos of graph or anything and also all those shots the ones that i did actually take when i went to places like um like spots like the, uh, the one you had to climb in and when it rained you got a fucking wet because it filled up and it was oh horrible. god yeah God, um, what a good, what a good spot though. If you catch it at the right time, and I said I've got so many flicks, so I, I'll have to obviously then share some of these with you because I didn't. I, I said <laughs> before today I didn't realise that we're from a similar area, but I've got hundreds of flicks from the local area. Um, yeah, that spot. I was actually reading the London's Burning compilation thing that Score put out recently, and there's actually a bit oh, in there about that spot. Yeah. And I really want to get that book. Yeah, there's. You know, uh, I'm just envisaging in my mind. I remember there was like a wrench, Dester, Jabs thing. And that's actually the spot. I don't know if you've listened to one of the episodes where I went over a production and wrote something next to it and got so much shit for it. And that was actually that spot. So that gives a bit of context where I was just like, what a fucking fool. It was a fucking, it was not a mission, but it was quite difficult to get in. And that's another one where I remember thinking at the time, if this like makeshift ladder fails, I'm stuck without being <laughs> yeah, able was, to get out. <laughs> I, heard, I remember hearing a story from, I can't even think what he wrote, Task. And he, he told me a story about someone that fell and broke their arm in there. I don't know. And then had real trouble getting out. But I don't know whether whether that was one of those like Chinese whispers, urban myths. Probably. Like, back in the day, you only heard from someone about something else. But... I went there quite. We went there quite a few times. I went there a few times to take photos um, with mates because mates would have cars. I didn't drive back then, and um, we'd go and we'd we'd look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, we should do this and this." And you'd look at everything and you'd be like, "Right, well, half of it's full of water, so the only bits you can get to is just burners." And it's like, "Well, we're gonna go over that." And then we went. We went in the middle of the summer, 
uh, on what was like a super hot day and there was still water in it but we climbed in and I think there was like four of us painting and and then it started to rain and I just remember hearing this like noise and it was like what the fuck's that and there was water just came flying out of that pipe like obviously because it's like it all just comes off the surrounding land basically doesn't it and um yeah it just all started like pouring in and it and it was like ah oh, well, this isn't gonna be very nice and then yeah we like finished up and then had to climb out over the just that pouring in with water and it was just oh, yeah just soaking horrible yeah just wasn't nice <laughs> like I just, yeah, it was just it was just horrible. Yeah, it just wasn't the one. It's interesting because in that London's burning, they actually talk through the fact that it was there was a spot at the top as well. From what I'm remembering, I was just reading it before I went to bed. I normally fucking do read graffiti stuff, so I fucking <laughs> dream about bloody graffiti. Yeah, great. Um, as if it's not on my mind all the time anyway. Um, but yeah, it seems like it was one of those spots where it just gradually got more and more filled with water. And well, apparently the, the walls got like, it had walls all the way around the top and you could yeah. see them from the truck. But then they oh. knocked them down They put banks, they put, maybe they put the banks over it to stop you being out of paint at the top. Not sure what, but uh, fuck, who told me about that? Maybe it was Des told me that. <laughs> And wow. then I think Pose sent me some photos, or I saw some photos of his after years later. So for anyone that's thinking, what the fuck are these two thinking about? It turns out that we're geeking over spots. So that's you know what real graffiti writers actually like. You know, talking about the specifics, <laughs> that's what a lot of the feedback about this podcast has been. People are like, I really like you guys actually talking about the specifics. Like another guest, I think, described it as the mathematics of actually making it happen. So shout out to all those writers that you've mentioned from that local area. I, I guess they probably know, but they don't, maybe don't know. You know, often we don't realise what we do. We don't think anyone else sees it. Like when I was quite active, I didn't think anyone saw anything that I did. And then I've then bumped into people and they've gone, oh, right, you write blah 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 or you wrote blah 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 yeah it used to be everywhere and used to be really prolific and that thanks so much and i'm like fuck i didn't think anyone even looked at it i mean yeah yeah it, it was for me like i say when i when i did meet you and i was like obviously you write someone else then as well and i was like fuck yeah you're like the only person from my area that i never met yeah. you were up a lot especially because i guess spots i went to to skate or to ride like and so i'd be getting on trains to go to places yeah and seeing stuff and just seeing yeah everything man yeah yeah well I, I think it was um definitely having some other people that were the active ones because in general i'm quite a lazy bastard when it comes to it if it's just me i'm like so i've been battling with this last few weeks i'm like i'm gonna go and do something i'm gonna go and do something got everything ready i've got it all sitting at the front door set my alarm for like three in the morning and i'm like yeah kind of look <laughs> at my alarm just go Oh no, fuck that. And just roll over and go back to sleep. Now, I know I'm not the only one, but you know what the big difference when you've actually got someone who's quite motivated, you kind of don't want to let them down. And you're just like, all right, yeah, I'll go with you. All right, okay, yeah, cool. So shout out to those people. And also shout out to, you know, TZC crew. They've, they're, they're still active, they're still going. And I take great delight in seeing the stuff they're doing online. So, okay, so 
Was there a person or persons who was quite instrumental in the local style developing? Um, I don't know because I guess, yeah, going back to like those lads again, they all kind of had a similar if style. I don't really, I don't know what you describe that style as because that was kind of like pre, I don't want to sort of say NT era, but like that really changed a lot of graph in, in the UK, certainly like the sort of South area, like everyone kind of went a bit more again I hate the word like Euro but like everyone kind of did they went with that like was it Taylor from France like that sort of real style like that did you know I actually randomly found the network is it Network Terror the NT thing and I rewatched it the other day and I'd, I'd only ever watched it once when I was like fucking super stoned and it was on a DVD and then it fucked up halfway through and I just found it on YouTube and I watched it and some of the styles I remember at the time being like, what the fuck is this shit? Don't get it. But now <laughs> looking at some of the styles, I'm like, fuck, it's fresh. And everyone's got something to say about NT and blah, 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 blah. But just some of the the quick, very quick and very, I don't know. I just, I just remember thinking, I said at the time thinking, this is fucking bullshit. And looking at it thinking, that's fucking pretty fresh. But anyway, that's a whole other debate. Okay, so to go back to what you're saying, um, but I know uh, I think I think that kind of that did like when the the sort of dudes from uh, further over like dudes like Verge and and Jano and met them and they they kind of had that style um, because that they were doing that was it TF sixty eight before after DBS but do like, you know what that stood for cool. apparently what D- DBS or TF sixty eight TF sixty eight uh, I, I someone did tell me, but I, I don't so remember. So just re- reveal it. So because I remember <laughs> I saw it on Network Terry the other day, and it was training for so TF, and then I may be wrong on this, but hey, this is a fucking rumor from like twenty years ago. But sixty-eight is on an old phone. Remember how on the phones you would have the the, the numbers would actually have the yeah, letters underneath. The numbers to get the letter, yeah. And sixty-eight is NT, so training for NT. Well, that's just blown my mind. <laughs> but moreover, I've, I've had an old fucking mobile in my drawer in my studio here now. I'm just looking for it to see if that's exactly what that meant. But I can't fucking hope so, because I'm not going to edit this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mad. Yeah, because they split, didn't they? That's and then like, but those guys. So like, when it was TF68, like they they had like a, I guess that style like was around everywhere and all like the the, the sort of boys from further over like they really got into that and it it definitely like myself and, and my my then partner in crime who's, who's recently just moved to where i am now and i actually work with him and we paint loads now <laughs> um having not painted with him for not even seen him for 10 years um but yeah that really influenced us i guess and then and then i moved further down the south coast and started painting with some other lads that, that kind of had that mad off keyness as well. But yeah, that that was, I think when it, when I first started, like it was kind of like London style in general because I'd, I'd go up to London all the time to skate and that and, and see things like pies and uh, who else was on the tracks like further up. But like, um, 
yeah, they, those sort of that sort of style was really like, oh yeah, I want to paint like London style. And then yeah, kind of seeing more of TZC gave me a bit more like more colours and a bit more like rounded edges on stuff. Yeah, like, slightly softened. And then and then yeah, seeing that NT, I was just blown blown away by just being able to like, I guess almost forget letters like just like mm-hmm. it was almost like weird expressionism of like I don't know if that's the right term but like you could make shapes rather than make letters and um not yeah. understanding fuck all about that style at, at, at a time when i probably hadn't oh christ i've been writing 20 odd years now and i don't think i understand style yet but i didn't have i didn't i didn't look at, at sort of classic graffiti i just looked at what was around me because i wasn't looking at yeah. magazines and, and and videos and, and like I don't want to be a hater of the insects. I think it's great. I think it's, you can meet people all over the place to, to write. But like back then, there wasn't any of that stuff, so I didn't see it. Do you know what I mean? It was like I had to go to Slam City in London and, and find that you could, there was Graftism magazine. They had it in there and, and something else. I can't remember what the other one they were. I, was, I want to say Hold No Hostage, maybe before that. God, Hold No and Hostage it, was a good magazine. Yeah, like there was a couple of really good like UK ones back then, like. The episode, they're not the episode that I'm projecting there. The um, the issue with the orange front of Hold No Hostage. I think my cousin, my cousin, fucking robbed loads of stuff from my house because he was going through probably a heroin addiction at the time. We didn't realise, and just lo- he just robbed loads of my graph stuff. So it, that went missing. I've never seen it again. But my god, that was a that was a good magazine. So one yeah. thing I'd really like to know is. And I'm I'm gonna I'm making some moves to try and talk to some people who have I would like to know where that style so to just trying to describe to people, I'm just gonna try and describe it's probably gonna be really difficult, but say the jabs style or the BHS style, it was quite okay, here we go. I'll probably fuck this up, but it was quite of there was quite a lot of bendy letters. That's so vague, but do you know what I mean? Where it was like the jabs would be kind of like J would be going to the left and then go to the right and then to the left at the bottom, if that makes sense. Probably not. I wonder where that style came from because I know from the other area we were just kind of vaguely talking about, there was people like Tax and Zemo and Pre and those guys and i remember seeing their pieces with a similar kind of bendy letters type thing so i'd be interested to know where that style came from yeah so that that's i mean that style like looking back recently at some photos in something or other maybe it was on an old website i saw that still had pictures up mm-hmm. um in fact it was i can't remember so like it was almost like that sort of like copenhagen like Vimoa kind of oh, yeah. style for the late late nineties kind of style, like like bendy letters with almost like uh, heart shaped arrows. If that makes sense, Imagine just flipping yeah. a, a heart up the wrong way and stick it on the end of a, a connection or whatever, like that sort of arrow. Like I think like uh, pies, Pizer and bitch from B uh, British Rail Fan Club. Like those dudes had that crazy like funky loopy so... style, and that was like a sort of more uh advanced like i don't know not tech because it was it wasn't tech at all it looked like they were having fun they really enjoyed what they were doing but like, i think a lot of the bhs 
that sort of style had like it, it had that kind of like northern european influence i don't know who from because i don't know i didn't know any of those i met i think i met since in about 2000 like once or twice but i didn't know the guy I just i met him when i was skating he was, he was painting um but yeah, like all those guys, like I never, I didn't really know anyone. I didn't know anyone to paint with. I just, it was just me and my mate because we, we, we skated together. And in fact, back then that was even before him. Like it was some of the other lads that, that I, I sort of skated with. Two people who definitely, and this is me geeking out because I said like, this is kind of blowing me away that we're from the same area. Anyway, but two people that were definitely very prolific and didn't seem to specifically have an area were chin and spec <laughs> so i had a, a conversation with with my mate uh when we were working the other day about those two dudes and uh and my mate being like I remember getting on the on the on a train and going through like uh i think fuck like the line down from the line used to split uh, in fact, where that where that jab's box was, and it split and went one way to sort of more your ends, and the other down to mine. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, Chin used to have a few of the few of the boxes there, and Speck had them on the way into um, another couple of places. And yeah, my mate was saying, "Oh yeah, Chin." I just didn't understand what that was about. Like I just that was before he started painting. Like, I just saw Chin written on everything. Didn't really know what it meant. <laughs> it was like that geezer had. I mean, he had everything on on the lines. Uh, like more towards your way from from London down, like everything, everything they, that they like, smashed. had like a certain reach, mm. and 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 Dest had sort of like, you know, up to maybe like M twenty five or a bit further, and then like everything else was just like going sort of right, <laughs> maybe. Um, was was just yeah. Those boys, they they had everything. They smashed um, it, and, and also, I, to this day, I have no idea who they were. Not not officially. Never. I, um, I didn't know anyone. And even when I did meet writers, they didn't know them. So it was like, yeah, it was such a weird one. Yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've actually met both of them, and um, again, no, not dry snitching anyone on a fucking podcast to put it out for everyone, but. Chin, actually both of them, both of them very, very active. And what we've just what we've just mentioned, that's like the tip of the fucking iceberg. Because yeah, we'll talk about this outside of the podcast. But um yeah, shout <laughs> out to those two if they're ever listening and you know, whatever they may right now. And for someone like Chin, what I really liked about Chin retrospectively was he was doing something super different from the get-go, just like this weird fucking style and some old flicks have popped up and I've just been like, holy shit. And I've got some other photos which may not, will probably haven't been online and I look at them and I'm just like, holy fuck, like proper odd styles. So shout out to Chin and Speck, shout out to Jabs, shout out to Nesta, shout out to Wrench, shout out to all the BHS bad habits, I think it was. So it was like since, Verge, Pre, Tax, Zemo, Upper, shout out to all those guys. So this is great. This is, I didn't expect to be reminiscing about the weird sort of area on the outskirts of London in the late 90s, early 2000s. This has made my day. So 
Um, <laughs> and I, the thing is, I've got tons of flicks of all this stuff, so I'll be able to help you out. Anyway, because it's nice to just see it, you know, just talking about that jabs box piece where it's like fading yeah. green to fucking God knows what with those little little squares that look like pixels that are kind of like melting upwards and fucking Jesus. Anyway, so, um, okay. So where you first started, was there a specific spot or place to paint? I don't know. There wasn't... So looking back on it now, there were spots that, that I always saw that was painted and had like full colour pieces in. Like I didn't really, I didn't know about painting in abandoned like buildings. I guess which is mad because then saying that oh, the first place I painted a proper thing was an abandoned building. But uh, like it was only because like there were skate ramps in there and you could get in it. Like and someone had built them and they were like like mates had gone yeah yeah it's cool you can just go in. I didn't really think about going to look for abandoned places to paint. I never it never crossed my mind. There used to be a warehouse down like not even far from that school my school. And thinking about it now, that had like full colours. I always looked through the fence from the front, and never really thought about trying to go round the other side and get in. I don't, I don't know why. I just never really, I didn't think about it because it wasn't, it, it didn't face anything. It wasn't onto like tracks. It wasn't onto a road. It wasn't onto anything. So it didn't really cross my mind that people would deliberately go in there just to paint. I don't, I don't know why. I guess I didn't know any writers. I didn't know anything about it. I definitely had a similar thing with a lot of spots. You'd look at it and you'd be like, yeah, that's just a warehouse and it's like locked and you can't get in there. So, yeah. Never even thought that, oh, maybe I could get in from somewhere else because the, the thought of like breaking through a fence to get into something that you couldn't see didn't <laughs> make any sense. And like all the track sides by me back then didn't have fences. Like the only, there was one on a box on the way into like the next sort of town village over and uh and my uh my mate my partner guy and another lad they they went to paint it one night and um and they cut through the fence right behind it and when i saw them they were like oh yeah we, we spent like 20 minutes cutting a hole and because we didn't want to climb over it it was like so you know it was like shoulder height or whatever but then like three barbs on the top which you could have got over easily back then anyway but they like they have a cut through this thing made a big hole so we just walked in and um and i was like why did you cut through it and i'm like well so we could be at the thing i was like you could just walk like 20 feet further up and just walk around and along the track to it it just never seemed like a like cut like cutting holes in fences for just normal painting didn't seem like a thing you needed to do and so yeah i didn't i don't know i just didn't understand like I'd, uh, like my mates that I painted with we just painted stuff you could see so you drive past somewhere and you'd go past yeah. this car and you'd be like oh we can paint that because you can see it and it just made sense to paint things that you could see and then all you had to do was work out when you could paint it so no one would see you like, that seemed like there's just a sort of logical way around it um, but yeah just I never, there was there was like a couple, there wasn't like a hall of fame or anything by me um, I think spots like I remember when when our town got a skate park and we had to like do all this stuff for the council to get them to, to to put lottery funding in and build it, and then we got the skate park and there were some boards and it was like oh yeah shit you can you can paint the boards and like, people come down and then thinking back on it it's like what the fuck was I painting like I was painting boards that are like four foot high and that was cool to do like a piece on and I never really thought about it it's like fuck I do tags bigger than that now <laughs> it just just wasn't wasn't even like a 
It's this, I think this might be a spot I painted quite a few times. Cause then if, if this is the same spot, it's basically almost kind of, it's surrounded by those boards and it's the skate park. And then it's, it started off with quite small boards and they've then met that. I, I, I'm not sure if it's still there. I was planning to go back there when I was back in England again. But if that's the spot I'm thinking of, it was... Oh, um, no, you're thinking you know? of a different one. Is that the one that's got like a foam mask generator thing? Yeah. Like one side of it. And if it I'm right. a bit of my fucking pick painting there. Um, but yeah, no, I Ooh. painted that, that. In fact, yeah, that used to paint there all the time. All the time. That's where I met like um, Jano because he used to paint a lot there. And like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I painted... I painted, Last time I painted there, I went back there. I took one of my mates... Because he stopped, all he wanted to do was paint fucking tubes and didn't want to paint anything else. He was paranoid, paranoid about like painting anywhere that anyone would see him. I was like, mate, I know a spot that's in the middle of bastard nowhere where we can drive and just go and paint this little skate park with a nice big wall. And um, yeah, but that's no, that spot actually, yeah, I guess that was probably key. But that was more like, I didn't go there till maybe 2003 ish, maybe four. Yeah, I think it was maybe the first time I went there. And yeah, that that's what actually, yeah, like that was the first place I went that I ever painted with proper paint, like with with Belton that my mate went up to Kingsley Autos and he got he got us um Belton's and he was like, Yeah, we got this proper paint. I was like, fucking hell, this is mad. Like and then I didn't know like the other lads were painting and they had like clean lines and I was like Oh, how are you doing that? Because obviously Belton's came with a stock cap and I didn't think to say, oh, he just said, what do you want to get paint? Well, I was just told him what to get the paint. And they were painting these lines and my mate gave me like a, a grey banana. Fuck, like this is mental. I remember doing a line and walking over to the other boards on the other side and looking at a desk piece and being like, oh, that's what he must have used to do this. And it's just like, just looking at what they painted and what I was painting, I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, what is this? Like, painted full colour and, and just using like crazy like pinks and purples and and mad like i don't know yeah just just colors because i painted yeah there was there was about five of us that went and they were like the lads that i'd sort of got into painting with plus one lad that they knew that was up in the area and um and he was a metal fan but yeah like just yeah, it was mad. It was just, just this crazy experience of going to like a proper like place you could paint all day. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know where I could go to paint. I, I, I was painting for years before I met anyone. So yeah, it was mad. And I was just <laughs> yeah, just going to that that skate park. Yeah, that that was a mad one. I hope that's I still there. It's that de- yeah, it's definitely still there. It's definitely still there because because I I maybe, really I really want to next time I'm back, um, which hopefully should be next year. We'll see what happens with COVID. I really want to go back to all the old tolerated spots. There's so many that I haven't been to for so long. And yeah, I know that they still get done. So I'd love to just hire a car, jump in a car, go to like the, you know, I won't even give the the, the, place, the name, the names of the places, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's some good memories. And also just mem- remembering back to when Graffiti wasn't as fucking accepted as it is now. So again, yeah, okay, it's not like you can just do it fucking anywhere. But we got so much shit in so many places. You know, multiple places, nearly getting arrested, or actually being arrested for painting a tolerated spot. That one we were just talking about. 
we had a fucking like like ranger guy turn up and call the police because we were painting that spot <laughs> yeah it's mad like yeah because people didn't understand like that, that it's not even that long ago when I say not, it's not that long ago but it's like fucking 20 years ago yeah, I mean, it is. Like, sorry mate sorry to break it to you it's like 20 years ago <laughs> yeah that that is really depressing but but yeah like all those spots so, so even but even the spots that were like like track sides and stuff like it took me ages to work out how you could do these things and, and how like people are like okay so you have to go like obviously knew that you had to paint at night and you had to paint like well, not need to do now but like it had to you had to think about it because because what i was what 15 16 end of the 90s and then was just like oh yeah this is what you do and then go i went back in the last sort of year or two i painted a couple of like track side spots out in those areas it always used to have like crazy crazy productions on them and then they all got buffed fuck knows when they got buffed probably years ago now and there was i happened to be driving through for on the way back from a job and i was like oh, i wonder if those, i wonder what's on those spots now and went going there and there's nothing there just been like but buffed but clearly hadn't been freshly but like they had sort of like mm. kids like writing on the stuff from from years before and thinking fuck so the next time i passed through I painted a few spots. Nice. Because I was like, well, nice. And, and not even, you know, a couple of cans on the back of the car type thing and thinking, shit, I should come back now and come, I could go earlier. Just paint. Like, these are so chilled. But back when like, you're young and you, they're like, oh, it's a trackside, you're thinking, oh, maybe, you know, I've got to watch what I'm doing and look at being really cautious of the time and like, am I making loads of noise? And now thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, those boys must have painted them at like five in the afternoon, full colour, probably having a zoo and just chilling. And 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 young me was like, "Oh, this is well sketchy." And then yeah, going back painting it now and going like just sort of later because I'm on my way back from somewhere and being like, "Yeah, there's no one within like five miles of me. Like I could just do what I wanted here. I could have a party. <laughs> no one's gonna care." The um, like, yeah, the one which makes me laugh is you've probably well you know, but no, I don't want to reveal it. But the local yard which was close to where I grew up. And I remember thinking that was, that was like a fucking, I don't know, doing like a fucking tube yard in the day, like <laughs> in one of the most secure London underground yards in the day. I remember thinking it was like fucking Fort Knox. And then over time it's come to realize that that was basically like the complete slut of the graffiti scene to just go into on a Sunday and just smash the fucking grannies out of it. Just like I've seen so many, even rewatching that NT thing from the other day, I was just like, oh, that's blah, that's blah. Oh, that's blah. Oh, slam doors. And they're just taking the piss. That's blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Okay, excellent. So I was terrified of that spot and I could have just gone and fucking hammered it. But anyway. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so the one that was closest to us, like, they didn't even have a fence before, like, and then they put the free pong in at the top of the top of the hill. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's mad. Yeah, when you think when you think back about that, it's like I don't know. I was, I was talking to to another lad the other day, I was saying about like old school writers. But when I don't, I don't mean do to still painting and are still active. I mean guys who like painted for a few years back in the sort of the 80s and early 90s and then stopped and, and maybe might do a tag now and haven't written for, for 30 years and they're like oh in my day we had to do this and that it's like mate honestly you should have done a fuckload more like for what you did but no disrespect to those dudes the dudes that did it but with all that it's shit like mate. oh yeah we painted this in this spot and you're like 
but still you can paint all right with 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 some of the cans do you know what i mean it's just like because you see what other people would do and you're like these guys fucking have it and these are like proper bumpkin spots in the middle of nowhere like yeah. dude you could have done an awful lot more man but fair, fair enough like like i said could be all so no no uh can't say anything about that but so what um yeah. so what what paint were you using then so you've just said that so this segues to the next question. So where was the first store or shop you remember in your area where you could actually get good quality paint? I was saying there was nowhere to get paint, as in proper paint mm. of any sort by me. And then, and then remember, my mate went up to London, went to Kingsley and got Belton was the first paint that would be used. Um, but before that, uh, when I turned 16, I worked in a... In a uh, I worked in Halfords, so uh, and that, my job at that point was to work to mix up the. They had this, this thing where you could make spray paint, as in like, you had to mix it all up and put it into the pre-pressurized cans. It kind of poured what? the paint in, and, it, and it, yes, yeah, so you mixed up the cut. And you had this huge book, like massive book, with all the codes in. So someone would come in and be like, "Oh, I want color for my car," and they give you the code reference number off the VIN plate, or whatever, and and you put the like you'd find the code you find a car and you find the code and then it gave you all these like numbers and it corresponded to like colors that we had so it was like metallics and and and, and all this stuff and you and you had like little measuring cups and it told you it's basically like a cookbook for paint and it told you how much of each thing to put in and then you mixed it all together and then you put the can into this like weird uh kind of like you open the drawer like a sort of plastic drawer that slid, slid back you put the can in and closed it and then you pulled down a handle and it like locked onto the top of the can and then you poured all your your paint mix that you mixed up into this little funnel thing at the top and it went in and then it pushed the paint into it basically filled the cans but like with the with the pigment that you've made and then it sealed the can off and then you got these weird little caps that were like calligraphy caps that went on the top so it was like a, a, a male can this female plastic cap but it was it wasn't like a cap that you could interchange with anything else it was like a metal it had a metal male bit on it that was like a thin almost like a needle with a hole in it and then it, this, these things went on the top and it was just for just for painting cars but obviously you had to mix it by hand so they take them outside and you, you test the can on a bit of like whatever next to it like a bit of cardboard to see how the color matched because we'd use it as well to make like little brush pens just for filling up scratches but every time you made the cans like it fucking never came out the color it was supposed to even though you follow the, the recipe for it and obviously then you've made this can of paint that they can do nothing with so it just got written off so i at the end of every shift i'd, I'd always come home with paint because the dudes i worked with knew i painted so they were like oh you can have any paint that's been made in the week when i wasn't working like I'd go in on a shit. Sunday for my shift and they'd be like, oh, there's like 10 cans there for you because they'd all be like fucking dodgy ass metallics. But free when paint. it was like... Free paint. Yeah, I was 16 <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting paid. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't have to like go and rack anything or get anything out. It's like I'm, I'm getting paid all the time. And then obviously you get like the odd can here and there for bits. So it's like at that point I was only really doing tags and throw ups. And looking back on the now, I'm sure they were fucking horrendous. But like, that's that's what it was. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't have, I didn't know anything about painting. I didn't know anyone that painted. It was just, you know, we had obviously like stone chip and waxel and and oh, all those out. things. So shout like, out to stone chip. Shout out to stone chip. The people that don't know. So just to go back a step. So Halfords is a. <laughs> just to clarify to people, because people might be from different parts of the world. Because I've seen, I can now see where people 
seem well, appear to listen to this from and there is some yeah. people from different parts of the world so just to clarify to people halfords is a chain store of how would you describe it because you work there how would um, you describe halfords it was well, it was car car parts and uh yeah car accessories and then bikes i push bikes because that's why I, I wanted to work in the bike department so i was well into bikes and um they had no jobs so they stuck me in cars even though i didn't drive and um because i didn't know about like someone would be like oh i need to get like you know whatever <laughs> other than spark plugs or something but like, oh, i need a new head gasket like or seal or something i'd be like uh, blah, 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 what because i'm a kid and it just it's just sound like nonsense and and you'd be like what well, um i don't know what this is do you need mate a coil or what um and so they just put me on the paint because they were like well you seem to know about paint so then i just just i just made number plates and, and, and made paint and um and just yeah, to clarify so was... and just to clarify what stone chip is stone chip is probably it's it's a it's a type of paint where it's almost like a tar sort of thing isn't it it's got extra stuff in it so if anyone that's used uh covers all so that would be where it comes out almost like a a bitumen isn't it like yeah so it's really good for going over things so say, for example, you've done a chrome somewhere and you need to then go over that chrome on an old brick bridge, which a lot of the UK spots were, ve- and it, well, not all of them, but a lot of them where we grew up and we first started, they'd be very, very bricky. <laughs> so yeah, something like Cubbazool was just like, oh God, it goes over. Then the whole thing that you need to shake the absolute grannies out of it. And if you don't, it just comes out like silly string which is what I had the first time I ever had it. A mate worked somewhere else and he was like, I'll leave you five cans of covers all out the back. Like how fucking bait is that? It would have been picked up on camera. Just this <laughs> fucking 15 year old kid just like walking up to the back gates, picking up a packet of six things and just walking off. Anyway, um, and I just went and did a track side and literally just got the can out, shook it. I thought, you know, 20 seconds that would do held it up to the wall and it just came out like fucking silly string and I was like what the fuck is this covers all stuff and just threw all the rest of the cans just in the bushes man yeah that's <laughs> dickhead I, I, I remember putting a, I put a fucking skinny cap on a covers once like a black uh, it was the ones off like um, was it alien cans the little black like, oh, caps yeah. oh yeah when I first got an alien cap and uh, an alien can and it had this really skinny cap I was like oh wow you can do mad little details with this yeah. so I tried putting it on a covers all and it just it like popped it off like literally just <laughs> popped it off and I don't even know where the cap went I was like cool uh, and my mate's like oh yeah by the way you can't you, no you just have to use a fat cap on them it doesn't do anything I was like oh yeah cool cool that'd be, that'd be the while and I took the one that was on it off <laughs> but yeah it was like um you said about the silly string so like the first first paint I ever I ever did a, um, a tag is it could I call it a tag I guess it was I used Tamiya like um, remember Tamiya like model spray out of a little model shop in my town because that was the only place that had other than and half us before I worked there that had that had paint and got these little fucking cans of Tamiya because they were pocket sized as in you could just fucking walk out of them and I remember not knowing anything about paint at all i was like this is what you've got to do like how do you get this stuff you got too young to buy it like what so i went and rack these these little tamias and uh i'd see i'd seen graph everywhere 
had looked at it, thought, yeah, this is wicked. And I was like, right, this is spray paint. This is what you must use to do these things. And uh, yeah, it just came out of like a C-string. Like, I remember just trying to write on this proper old brick wall thing in the woods where we used to ride our bikes. And I was like, oh, this is a lovely raw wall. Like, this is this would be perfect to do, like a nice big graffiti on. And there's me with like three or four of these cans thinking I could do some mad piece. I probably had... Well, I didn't know there were two fifty mils each, so <laughs> like yeah, I had yeah, seven fifty mils of paint, and uh, and and yeah, it came out like silly string, and I was like, "Well, how the fuck do they do this? Like, this must take forever. Like, how does this work?" Like, I made just looking at me going, "I think they must use someone else." <laughs> I was like, "We got a shaker." Yeah, but I, no, no, they, I think they were just they like the, the model shop. I don't know if you ever went in that model shop or how, why you'd have any reason to, but they just had Tamiya by the door in like a little rack and they had like a little box on the floor as well with loads of mix-up ones like the weird little old ones which are actually randomly quite good for like little highlights and zings if you can still find them um but but yeah like none of the cans worked and i shook them and shook them because i think i think if you give a can of spray paint to anybody who doesn't paint like the first thing they do is shake it for half an hour and then they'll do like one line and shake it and shake it and shake it and you're like right stop now it's mixed but actually <laughs> back then like it wasn't like uh, and maybe the cans were just old or, or whatever maybe that's why they were in the little box with the reduced thing by the, by the door but um yeah it didn't work it was just it literally like imagine like iron lac when it first came out but just constantly and it's like it was paint it did go on the wall um but it just didn't look very yeah. good yeah it, it's okay it didn't but it wasn't a silly string like thick on and, and, and like like not shaken it just it was maybe it was just the caps like i didn't know you could change the caps or any of that it just came out it just shot out like a it was like a needle cap but like unintentionally yeah, <laughs> yeah now, now you do it intentionally you're like i kind of know what i'm doing now so i'm going to reach up really high with a needle cap and get this really nice kind of effect but then yeah. it's just like oh, i just did a fucking blob on the wall yeah just just try to draw like just try to draw a shape for a letter and just, just like wow this yeah, this might take me some time. Yeah, and they just soaked into the brick as well. I had like a white and a blue. It was like a metallic-y blue as well, because why would you not want to use a metallic blue? Oh, of um, course. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah, so just so, fucking hell. The other thing is, <laughs> excuse me, at the end of these episodes, I've been chucking a surprise question at people. Uh, most of the other ones, I've just made it up on the spot because I thought, oh, it would be interesting. But this one I've actually thought through. So this is a question. Ooh. Ooh. So for, if say if it was someone just starting out writing in the year 2020, they're like, yeah, oh shit, I've seen, I don't know, I've seen some stuff. I've seen some bits and bobs. I don't know what's, um, I don't know what this graffiti stuff is. Maybe they've seen the Banksy bloody documentary on Netflix, <laughs> which actually, I actually did watch that the other day for the first time ever. And I think for the first half an hour, 40 minutes, I was like, this isn't too fucking bad, you know. And then, so the exit to the gift shop one. Yeah, and then I it just got to this point where it was like, I just thought this is fucking shit. But <laughs> I think it was a bit when it would just start talking about doing his exhibition in LA and the elephant and how it was. And I was just looking at all the stuff and I was like, oh god, this is just isn't. And how everyone was just going, oh my god, this street art stuff so amazing. Oh my god, I've never seen this stuff. And there was queues around the fucking block, and it was just. And I just thought, oh fucking bollocks but anyway um <laughs> so to say to go back to the question um if there was someone just starting out now and would you recommend to them to watch style wars and read subway art or 
recommend that they just watch the Dirty Hands trilogy. Oh, bloody hell. So, <laughs> D- Dirty Hands 1 was the first graph DVD that, oh, I say DVD, fuck, it wasn't it? Uh, VHS, mate. VHS, yeah, Dirty Hands 1. I watched that. I got a copy from, I think I, I cut a bit out of a graphitism and sent some money with a check to somewhere and it came in the post. Um, in fact, I definitely did. I sent some, I, I mean, I guess I sent it to graphitism. It was just an advert in a, in a graphitism mag. And this, this video came and blew my fucking mind. Like, I was just like, I'd, I'd never seen graffiti in a video before. Like, I hadn't seen Star Wars or any of that at that point. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess you'd want to say, what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to do like, do you want to do style or do you want to just get fucking up? And 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 I'd say if you want if you just want to get get graffiti for the the adrenaline and the the, the fun side of graph like the, the getting up fucking trains and the insides and all that like watch Dirty Hands without a doubt just watch the first one alone and then it start with me puking out the back of the car and the cop like standing there talking to him it's just all like grainy and um and then all the RER ones rolling yeah like um yeah that but obviously like I. Like Star Wars for me is one of quotable. Just sit there and watch every second of it, know it off by heart, and uh, and I guess uh, Subway Art. But I remember the first time I looked at Subway Art, I saw Subway Art. I think I was, I was maybe even like about two, the end of two thousand. I was in sixth form, and I went to another tech college outside of my school to do art because they didn't do art. My school did art, but not sixth form, and. Um, they had Subway art in their library and it blew my mind because I was like, I'd seen like Graffitism magazine because I got, got it from, from actually from Tower Records and uh, they had something and I remember looking through it and being like, yeah, this is sick and it's all in America but like, all the pieces are really loose and like, not like clean and finished. <laughs> I guess because I've been growing up and not knowing about, about Graff and then just going to look at stuff and it's just standing staring at it going, oh wow, have they done this? Have they done that? And, and so yeah, like, I think obviously in the long run you need to learn your history and even the books and, and videos pr- prior to like, stations of the elevated and like Star Wars and the underground like that stuff's more important for me. But I think someone just starting out, do you know what? Fuck it, watch Dirty Hands. <laughs> just, yeah. Like actually learn your history, but just if you want to get hooked straight up, just watch those videos. It's either going to make you not want to do it at all, or it's going to make you want to just go and batter stuff. So um, yeah, I think I think the first one definitely. The other two are wicked, and obviously the, the third one is. With all the, like the interrelating stuff is, oh, is a, a wicked like documentary. It's, it's so well done, mm. but but yeah, I think the first one because I guess that was my first experience of watching graph on a video and being like, fuck, <laughs> just yeah, like battering the ticket office and the woman's in there just on the phone, just like obviously calling the old bill and they're just like, nah, whatever, what you can do, and, and yeah, just just absolute carnage and just being like blew my mind I was like okay like this is how when you go to like European cities you just see graffiti everywhere they just don't care there's no fucks given I just couldn't <laughs> believe it where you see it was like because like, the first one I ever got was and I can't remember in which order but again same thing sending a check in the fucking post to probably graffitism so I can't remember if it was London's white trash or Dirty Hands 2, and I just could not believe there's the bit with O'Clock, where O'Clock's just like, 
bombing the inside of the train and there's like people in the carriage and I'm like what the fuck people do graffiti in front of other people what yeah surely that's not what what (laughs) and then also London's white trash again that's just fucking insane drum and bass soundtrack and writers like FDC people from DDS just oh mate yeah that's it yeah, I, I guess, and especially after watch, I didn't watch that. I'd already met Dyer and painted with Dyer before um, I'd seen that video. So uh, I was like watching it, being like, "Oh shit, like this is mad." Um, but but yeah, like that that video that that is meant. I've, I've got that somewhere. I've got it on a DVD. Well, That's some the, this is what I'm going to use. This I'm going to use this platform. First thing, Graffitism still owes me a copy of the On the Run Nema. You know, they put out like a book. I think they did an Ochre one and a Nema one. Ochre one, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I ordered the fucking Nema one and then they folded. So if anyone from Graffitism's out there 20 years ago, where's my fucking Nema thing? And <laughs> also, if, if the writer that we went and did panels with, who was from Greece, 20 years ago, still got my copy of Dirty, not Dirty Hands, London's White Trash. You know when someone goes, oh, I just want to watch it a bit more, I'll just borrow it. Fucking gone. So I'm only joking, really, because it's all online now. But um, I was about to say, it's not on YouTube, right? <laughs> oh, it is. I've watched it a billion and one times. Because um, I love the soundtrack. I'm really into that era of drum and bass. and uh, It is wild, yeah. I just remember seeing, because it, it, there's people like Cosa in it, C-O-S-A, and like... I remember just watching it and being like, holy fuck. And then seeing someone do like a back jump. I think it's J, J-A-E, not J-A from New York. Yeah, J-A-E, yeah, yeah, yeah. F-D-C. And he like jumps a fence and it's just doing it and it's light. And I'm like, what? People paint trains when it's still light? What the fuck? Is he riding down the road on like a little bike he's stolen from somewhere? I swear. I like yeah. I swear at the beginning he's in like a screen mask and he's like just doing this crazy throw up on the I mean this is the thing and he's looking one... through like a car park just like just he's I'm sure he's like yeah he's got a script it, it's him I think he's like Arrow or someone who's like in a car park and he's legging it through the car park just like painting literally all the car cars and vans that are in the car park and Arrow and punches thinking, a fucking window out punches a window through yeah <laughs> just like I just remember watching that and being like does he know that Dean Gazer? Is he just is it like, is it a disused car? Like tagging a car and then bashing <laughs> out the window? I'm guessing it's. But anyway, this is so. This is for people to check out. So if you guys, if anyone listening to this hasn't checked out Dirty Hands, one, two, or three, check them out. They're all available online for free. London's white trash. We're not. I say we. I'm not inciting people to go out and cause crazy damage and put their life at risk. But these things were seminal parts of the graffiti media, the graffiti culture, when it was still... Yeah, you know, for, all... for a UK writer as well, kind of growing up in that area, it's like they were, they, you know, that was like, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I was going to say that's like, that was our sort of version of like state your name, which it isn't because that's a totally different level of whatever, but, but it, it had that impact on a, a writer from the area and, and, and sort of having seen either painted or known some of the dudes that are in it. And it's just been like, fucking hell, <laughs> this is mad. So R.I.P. Dyer, R.I.P. Dyer. What a, what an absolute king. Okay, and man. so so much of an influence when I first started as well. I remember seeing Dyer 
panels and just that was that super fresh London style, just so good. So R.O.P. Dyer and shout out to the FDC. I remember there's a bit in um, London's White Trash where Swag is just writing fuck the cops on the inside the of a train. Of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with a black fat cap even that's like a fucking stone chip or so he's just got a fat like a almost like a an astro in it it's just like, and and I, next I, think, someone I, in. I think that that film a film documentary whatever you call it i think that's where i really that's where i got this idea in my mind i was still quite young that i needed to start looking like a fucking chav <laughs> because everyone in it looked like a chav and I remember just being like, oh, I've got to fucking start rocking a tracksuit, get rid of these glasses, wear a baseball cap <laughs> and polo shirt and fucking spit on the ground a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so you would so you would just you would recommend Dirty Hands trilogy rather than. But I guess, you know what? Fucking do it all. Learn the history, learn some new stuff That's and. Fun just realize that you're not the first person to start doing this stuff and there's decades and decades of history that's very easily accessible now via the internet and just indulge that's the thing man i think i think your history is is massively important i think if you're going to write like get into it don't get me wrong there's you know there's a million lads that are out there battering it and and and, and probably out fucking doing panels right this second as I'm sitting here in a nice warm-ish studio talking to you but like I think I think learn your history and start from the beginning like start before Star Wars before Subway Art and look at the earlier shit man the golden era like Bath style for me was over by fucking 78 mm-hmm. and not over but as in they like the best stuff was 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 done or being done by 78 so like that's but that's what you need to kind of sit and indulge and read every book story whatever you can from from that era but but remember that like for me like i'm not from new york i didn't grow up in the bronx or wherever like i grew up in a little suburb of like just outside london <laughs> Do you know what i mean so and i grew up looking at like fucking dodgy insides with like chalk pens and uh and, and fat cap stone chip tags so you know what watch 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 white trash watch like some of the some of the uk stuff from from that era and uh and yeah and definitely day hands like I, I used to go to paris like i'd go and, and go on like school trips or we'd go like go with my folks go go to france and then end up going to france with my mates for you know for holidays and stuff as you got a little bit older as still sort of teenagers so yeah that stuff was was mad you're like this shit i've been to these places i've seen this stuff these dudes are still writing now and in in my time so yeah watch that shit and just yeah just yeah i guess just trying to spend the night in the cells and that that brings home another bit of reality to it but yeah (laughs) the other person which and i have no a couple of people have been yeah they're close friends it's friendly taking the piss but they're like, fucking hell, do you bang on about O'Clock enough? Fucking hell. You are every episode. <laughs> I'm like, why not? If anyone hasn't checked out, if anyone's on Instagram, which most people are, check out O'Clock on Instagram. That will give you an idea of how prolific, style varied, and really just amazing O'Clock was. And I've heard on the grapevine, he's coming back, he's making a comeback, coming out swinging. So I'm just like, fuck. 
and one of the other episodes. So anyone that's listening, check out the other episodes. There's 20 plus hours of these episodes online. One of the people from France talks about how prolific O'Clock actually was. And that just, and especially in a city like Paris, which was fucking smashed and still is to some degree, but to be up in a city where it's so smashed is just, that just shows how active someone is. Anyway, I'm gonna stop fanboying about, um, I was gonna say Subway <laughs> Art, that's another subject, um, O'Clock. So thanks so much for doing this and thanks for giving some insight. And- um, Great, it's a pleasure. I'm just going to stop recording now. So one sec. What a great example of knowing what someone's tag is, but then having no idea that they originally started out where I started out. So big shout out to today's guest and big shout out to all those people mentioned. You know, the little local scene where I started out, a lot of those people were very, very influential. So please subscribe, give us a five-star review in iTunes, share us with your mates, check us out on Toy Division underscore podcast on Instagram, and have a good evening, good week, good millennia, good life, or just fuck off. Anyway, peace out, Toy Division. <laughs>